1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone, joining us today on Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke, editor of winnerscoming.net, and Daniel Roman, coming at you from the other side of the internet, uh, also editor of winnerscoming.net, talk about all things sci-fi fantasy, dragons, space lasers, horses that go nay lasers that go Pachoo! and uh everything <laughs> here, uh before after in between. hey for joining us. Hello Nicole, hello Christian hello Joanne hello Martha hello Julie uh, hello Corin We have a lot hello Carol, we have a lot of good people here and here today. I'm hoping for a spirited discussion about I mean all number of things. Daniel, what's on the docket for today?
0: Well, uh, we've got a couple of fun things. We are, like you said, we're gonna get into a spirited discussion about some Game of Thrones Last Kingdom stuff in a bit. But first, we got a new trailer. And anytime there's a new trailer for something exciting, we need to stop and pay not our for game of Thrones. Mandatory, not for <laughs> not for House of the Dragon. Sorry, let's not confuse anyone. Hello, hello, everyone in the chat. So glad you can I join see, us. This this trailer is uh for Norse myth stuff very loosely it's a it's a marvel trailer it's thor the the thor trailer dropped <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really burying the lead it's a trailer for thor Boom. love and thunder coming to the theaters yes this, when is it coming again
0: uh it is coming july
1: 8th okay well, but, but it's pretty soon all right shall it we is. watch this thing and see if we can have any feelings that arise and you out there tell us what you think of the trailer we're going to consume now the brand new trailer for thor, love and thunder are you ready?
0: Yeah, let us know if you're excited for this one.
1: Okay, off the top, so we got Young Thor running. Um, oh God, Teenage so Thor. we're gonna do do some An kind of like Forrest Gump kind of look back into your past thing. I don't know how much I like that. Yeah, a little he's
0: seeking peace. His hands are used for Easy. for they used to be used for war. Now I'm look at him.
1: Pause it on his face. Okay, so we have this is the face. fourth. Peaceful faced peaceful farmers. Uh, this is the fourth Thor movie. We got Chris Hemsworth yeah. back in the saddle as Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, good for him. Do you like the Thor movies, Daniel? Are you into this?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I, so like Game of Thrones fantasy nerd, I always was really excited about Thor because he was, you know, he's kind of the closest thing you get guess, to yeah, fantasy yeah, yeah. stuff, or at least he was like when the MCU was young. Thor was like they had Captain America. They had Iron Man. And then it was like, okay, they're going to be castles and trolls and that kind of stuff in Thor. So I, I've always loved the character. I think the movies have been a little hit or miss. Um, like the first one was, was solid. It's older now, but, um, the, the dark World, the second one, I didn't I like it like first, but I, I, yeah.
1: Did you, you've seen them all, right? I've seen them all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I say the same thing all the time. At this point, I'm—I feel like I go to Marvel films out of obligation more than passion. Yeah. But, um, like the third one, folk went nuts for Ragnarok. People stood to this day, it's like it's so amazing. I love it so much. And I'm like, it was yeah. nice. Like, no, I didn't. I like the music. My favorite thing about this trailer yeah. is ACDC in it. Like that, I can rock out to. But like, it's not AC. The, it's not ACDC. It's it's not. Who, who is it? <laughs> oh, it's Guns N' Roses. It's Thunderstruck. Oh, it is. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it, is that an ACDC song? Oh God, I'm just wrong.
0: Nah, it's Sweet Child of Mine. Thunderstruck is an ACDC song, which thought, if it has, It's got to have been in one of them. Is it? Are there I multiple think it is. classic rock songs? Well, you and the audience can tell us because we can't hear the audio. So uh, yeah, if you hear if you hear Thunderstruck in there too, tell us. But okay, yeah, I so Ragnarok, I. I was a little torn on it first cause it's such a departure. Um, and most of the movie was Alley. not, you know, not really dealing with Ragnarok. It was Thor's adventures off in space, which is sure. kind of the direction the character has gone. I, in retrospect, I love it. Um, I really like planet Hulk, which is one of the, um, comics that one is based on. They kind of, instead of doing a planet Hulk movie, they lumped it in with Thor Ragnarok. Um, so, yeah, I it's a different tone, though, right? Like, this is this is their fun summer
1: blockbuster, this movie. They've become that, yeah, which, I mean, I'm all for. It's still, okay, well, well, why don't we just hit play and see what other things arise? Because, yeah, I don't know. Fun summer blockbuster, Marvel, serious Marvel, it's all the same me. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I do like him in his um normal threads. I think that's nice.
0: Yeah. Agree. I love that he throws his his jacket and it lands on someone's head. He doesn't even look.
1: Some good questions here that we will uh, get can to. Can we pause the on the ship over.
0: there? Let's back it up to that ship with the goats. Yeah. What are the questions? You want to hit hit them up?
1: Oh, sure. Um. Okay. It's Guns N' Roses. Damn it. Okay. I was just wrong then. Fine. Sorry. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know the metal as well as I thought I did. Uh, thank you, Corin, for confirming that. I think Christian said he thought, it was, that the, trailer, he thought the trailer was a little cheesy but I thought the same about Ragnarok ended up being my favorite Thor movie. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm all, That's fair. you know, I mean, it, it, it almost fits better in comedy because we're talking about, you know, the God of Thunder with a hammer goes off with his outer space friends while his girlfriend becomes the new Lord of and it. And it's, it's all very silly. So like, why not make it comic, yeah. You know, I, I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm, I'm ashamed. That was and, a- and apparently Thunderstruck was in Iron Man 2. So, oh, Wow. Good call there. I did not
0: remember that. Yeah. It's still a Marvel would still give you credit. Yeah,
1: totally. And as Julie um, asks, you're asking about um, what, what really, really fast. Okay. And then we'll get yeah. on to your, your brilliant point. I'm sure. Just keep nah, it there. Nah, do it. I'm sure it's great. I just, am all in support of pop doll discussions. Can I, fi- can I, fin- can it. I finish? Okay. No, uh, Julie, Please. you're asking about uh, the last kingdom Funko pops. And I do recall us having that post, but no, nothing has ever materialized. I wonder if it got caught up in, um, you know what, you know what it was? It might've been the pandemic. It might've been something. Um, but no, I don't know what happened to the last kind of Funko pops. I'm sorry about that. Hopefully they'll be revived at some point, but okay, Daniel, what was the yeah. excellent point you were going to make before I interrupt?
0: Um, I, I don't know that I had one, uh, just that I want an Utrecht pop to take me to Beb and Beth. Totally. Um, <laughs> My lens. Yeah. I, I feel like the Thor and his space friends kind of reinvention of the series took it from being kind of like the, I don't want to call the first two movies slightly boring. I liked them a lot. That's okay. The first one is I, they're comparatively compared to a lot of the other Marvel movies. Like they can kind of toe that line a little bit. And I think this was a really smart way to kind of reinvent where the character lives in the MCU. And like, It's, it's so ridiculous that you kind of just have to go with it. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like horses, like
1: flying horses, pulling a ship. That's funny.
0: Yeah. So even funnier, they're goats. They're not even horses. This is so tooth nasher and tooth grinder, I think are the name of the two goats. They pulled Thor's chariot through space in the comics. So apparently he has a ship. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder are gonna be pulling it around. Um,
1: I do love comics where like the completely ridiculous sits comfortably with the utterly serious and like no one questions the melding. There there, there definitely is a charm to that.
0: Yeah. And I feel like this movie in particular really leans into that. Like the font they use, the posters, it reminds me of like the 80s, uh the 80s movie Heavy Metal. Um, like that kind of like really can't like yeah, t- pterodactyls. That's that that kind of tone. Um, but yeah, sh- shall we keep rolling this? Let's see Hit where it. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder going. Hit it. Ooh, okay.
1: Oh, uh, this yeah. Marvel movie will have expensive special, special effects locations. That'll be new. Yes, that'll be cool and you new. You can't them.
0: go to Olympus for cheap. Can we pause on on Zeus there with a the thunderbolt? Yeah. So if you did not know, um, Zeus is in this movie. Uh, he's played by
1: Russell Crow, right? Russell Brand, I think. Yeah, Russell, Russell Brand. Crow, yes, Russell. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, it's, it's, you it's, you had it's, me it's for a Russell second. <laughs> I was
0: not sure. Um, I would watch that movie though with with Russell sure. Brand as Zeus. But yeah, no, Russell Crow. Uh, Maximus from Gladiator is playing Zeus in this, and we know that Gore the God Butcher who is played by Christian Bale is going to be name. going around. It is a good name with two R's. Mm-hmm. I found out. Um, okay. He's going to be going around killing gods. Cause that's his, that's his bag. That's what he likes. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, I mean, we can assume that's not going to bode well for Zeus, but that's why they're
1: bringing in these other pantheons. Um, Julie, that's funny. I never thought about that. Um, for now, I'm calling him a rusty crow.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, we've got some good, good comments. Uh, New Asgard looks pretty different with the gold buildings, Valerie says. I didn't yeah. New Asgard, we're going to see what that's like with Valkyrie as the king. And uh, Olympus is looking pretty snazzy, too. Um, Christian, with the question about who is the blue hair, I'm not sure about that. Um, Dan, do you know who, who the blue-haired person he
1: was making out with on the boat is? Not only do I not know. I didn't even realize there was a person with blue hair. So, no, I, I yeah. am not helpful. Russell Brand, I think.
0: Yeah, they're whipping it around. Um, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> fair. Uh, yeah, I when I looked up stuff for this trailer, I could not find out who this character is. So, we will find out. We will know as it gets closer.
1: All right. Keep an eye on moving. <laughs> really? Yeah. Christian says because, it looks like cause... Katy Perry. We're not denying it. <laughs> cool. Teenage dream. Oh, that's but because Russell Crowe is from Australia, so they all call him Rusty. I like that. That's cool. I didn't think about ah. that. Oh, no. This is funny. I I do like the, yes. you know, <laughs> Tycho Titi has, ha, has a good command of like a comic frame. He knows how to use the framing to kind of make you laugh. Yes. The guy leans into it. That's good. I will certainly watch that. And that's no, yeah. And of course, we get our final little stinger. We have Natalie Portman as Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor. Now she is a helmet. Now she yeah. is a uh, the uh, hammer. Now she has armor. Yes, be fun. she has all, you know all of those things. I will always. I'll say this for Marvel: they always know how to change things up, so things don't become okay. So they don't appear to be samey. I think Marvel does a great job of giving yeah. the appearance of being varied and diverse and interesting and kind of moving along. I think it's a smokescreen, but I think they're very good. <laughs> at appearing like everything is moving forward and not staying in place, which is what it's really doing. I'll probably watch this out of boredom.
0: Out of boredom, boredom and obligation, which are definitely the the two words for this movie.
1: And you, Um, are you, are you psyched? I mean, it is July. It is not far off. Yeah. I'm psyched.
0: I I mean, I, I am a big Marvel stan. I've been, I love the MCU. I totally Mm -hmm. agree on the same, but different, that which is kind of like that's kind of like a classic marketing advice thing like that's what people want they want the same but different Mm -hmm. um and when they when they get to know a brand and marvel really leans into that um they're so good at it i think it's fascinating to me that they're bringing in characters like jane foster as the mighty thor Mm -hmm. because when she played when Natalie Portman played Jane Foster in Thor one, it was 2011, which was before the mighty Thor existed in the comics. Mm -hmm. So when Natalie Portman signed on to do these, like this was never in the plan at that point, the character didn't exist yet. Um, So that's, I I think that's fascinating as Marvel has gotten later into phase four, they're doing that kind of more and more bringing in the newer characters, like miss Marvel as another one who's like in the past 10 years.
1: Kevin Feige, like Taylor Swift, is lightning on his feet. He can change things up. He can get there. He can change things up. He can he can bring in new stuff. He's very very good. He's very very good at just adjusting to the needs of the moment. Again, Marvel has so yeah. many good people working behind it. I just wish yep. I was more interested in it. But yeah, um, good for it. Looks cool. I'll probably watch it, and I'll I'll probably think it was you know not bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's kind of one of those things where if this is anything other than a decent movie, I'd be surprised. You know, like mm-hmm. I I don't know if you saw like Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I did. There were things I, I was really bored. Liked. Yeah. So there were things I loved about that movie, but then there were things I did not like as much, like that the end was basically like a like a dragon fight. Oh, it the, felt the entire like the emotional third core act of was the just, ending.
1: Have yeah. him fight his dad. I went and saw it. And yes. just we were talking about afterwards, like the whole thing is about like him and his father can't get along. He's a gangster. And he's trying to be a gangster. But the end fight is against a giant computer monster. What is wrong with you? Because it just, yes. yeah, I just yeah, I didn't enjoy.
0: That. Yeah. So I will I'll be I feel like with the newer Marvel movies, the newer characters they're introducing, there's kind of that, you know, anytime you're introducing a new character, there's a question of how they'll find their footing. This is the fourth Thor movie. It's the second one <laughs> Taika Waititi has done. Thor now has the most movies as like, like his own headlining movies of any character in the MCU more than yeah, Captain does. America or Iron Man. Um, so I, yeah, I'd be, this feels like the safe thing. Like it's Thor and the guardians of the galaxy. They need to try for this to be anything other than a decent movie.
1: It'll be decent. I, I do think that Shang-Chi thing is illustrative somewhat because it, my yeah. guess is they didn't want... It's so weird because like you could have an emotionally powerful climax where the hero fights his own father to the death and you wouldn't need to spend nearly as much as a giant CGI dragon, but they couldn't yeah. have that because how are you supposed to sell Funko Pops of a guy who kills his father? So they have to put in <laughs> a big CGI dragon <laughs> so they can do that. I, I'm sure the... I'm sure the money works out in the end, but that's my problem yeah. with Marvel, that they're, 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 they're just hamstrung by these need to be as big as possible. So you're not going to get um, patricide, even though that's what we deserve. And <laughs> that oh my god save. And Ooh. even though I'm sure I will enjoy <laughs> Thor 4, I, I suspect it might still be, um, have those like, I, I always say, and I say this every single time, but I still believe it. Marvel movies are always good. I don't think they've ever been great for me. I guess I was into Endgame. I mean, like, who can't or, or, no, what? Infinity War. That was great. But I mean, it was kind of by the fact that we're going to come back. But okay. Um, That's a lot of (laughs) a bit of a rant there. And I'm sorry, Julie, we can't get (laughs) into your funkos. I, 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 I want it too.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So, Thor, let us know in the comments if you're excited for Thor Love and Thunder. um, I, I'm excited. I'll go see it. I, I agree with you about Marvel kind of being hamstrung by what they can and can't do. That's kind of the, the interesting debate with DC with like the Batman. Um, I think Richard who reviewed the Batman on WintersComing.net, talked about, yeah, he talked about how it was a great proof of that DC could do some things mm-hmm. that Marvel can do. So DC can't copy Marvel's big extended universe. They've just been trying and failing for years. They're going to do it again. But being able to- they're gonna do it again. They they're trying to do it again. The news just broke again this week that they're still trying to do it. Um, but on the flip side, um, Marvel can't get as dark and as edgy and give us the patricide we deserve um, mm-hmm. or want the way that DC could. So yeah, well I I do wonder in terms of longevity what what that will mean for Marvel because right now they're pulling the the hard nostalgia card of we'll get all these crossovers. We'll pull in people from other franchises because now we're with Disney and Disney owns everybody. Um, so what's, what's, where do we go from there is an interesting question.
1: I guess, well, you know what? We're going to answer that question together. Wait, shall we move yes. on Daniel? Do we have more thoughts on this, on, on, on this thorn tangle of an issue?
0: Not nah, this thorn, 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 this thor
1: thorn tangle, oh, thorn tangle. <laughs> Thor's angle.
0: yeah i don't think i think we should move on if you are interested in how jane foster becomes the the mighty thor that is a a fascinating thing you know you talking about marvel getting edgier or not that's a great example because in the comics like she has cancer and that's factors into how she can transform but when she transforms it eradicates her chemo she ends up Mm. it becomes a thing of she's killing herself to be the mighty Thor and be a hero. We'll see they if that, they do that in the movie.
1: They could, but will they? Uh, I think Karen Hauser has a great comment here that leads right into our next topic. So our, our next topic is yeah. basically a, so there's been this little narrative going around um, since the last kingdom season five, the final season aired. People have been comparing to people have been comparing the last kingdom, which is a great, really good Netflix historical show uh, to game of Thrones. And, you you know, there's been some headlines like it's Last Kingdom does what Game of Thrones couldn't, and it's, it, it, it's not a good idea to get too serious about like the the, the headlines. I write headlines, I know, like don't take them seriously. Yeah, but um, it is an interesting question. It rages because Game of Thrones and Last Kingdom have a lot in common. Um, they both are take place in medieval milieus. Uh, one is real, Last Kingdom, and one is not Game of Thrones. They both have a lot of like a combination of. Behind the scenes politicking um, and action scenes, battles like things that are side of the battlefield. They're both kind of about you know war. They're both war, medieval war yeah. stories. And even though Last Kingdom isn't a fantasy story, I mean you get guys in armor trying to capture their castles, and similar themes arise: themes of honor and themes of destiny and uh, themes of. Uh, uh, succession and, you know, political So th- there's a lot of like kind of shared DNA. And I want to read Karen's comics. That's really, I think, insightful and could kick off the discussion. Karen Hauser of Facebook says, well, if you look at the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, The Last Kingdom was better. Overall, probably a draw, ooh, but Game of Thrones had more epic abilities. The Bernard Cornwell books, Bernard Cornwell wrote, the Saxon story for The Last Kingdom is based are way better than George R. 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 Martin. I will all start. I I I agree that they both have, you know, I right. like ups and downs. I do disagree about that yeah. last bit. Um, I've read Bernard Carmel and George R. R. Martin. I love um The Warlord Chronicles by Bernard Cornwell. one of my like early formative reading experiences. I think um I want to bring up something that I don't think you had in your article about this, which is that watching The Last Kingdom. Did it ever bother you that every five episodes everything had to reset so Uhtred of Bebenberg could again be put in a position where he saves England without getting the credit from Alfred or Edward or whatever king is in, is in the position there? I agree that consistently The Last Kingdom overall, in terms of the way the plots and the characters interacted with each other, was more consistent than Game of Thrones. I think that'd be a hard argument to argue against i do yeah. think that the constant sort of recycling of every new kind of adventure you have to think of a new way for utrid to be sort of thrust into the center of things and to come out the person who secretly saved england we're getting no credit for it it did wear after yeah. a while and even though they always did a great job of like coming up with a new reason this is happening eventually it started to strain on me and I do feel like Game of like t- to me like Last Kingdom that there was this through line from he lost Bepimba and then he finally at the end gets Bepimba back. But <laughs> yeah, it always felt like more like kind of discreet little episodes that kind of you know combined. If you squint, I-, I did like that Game of Thrones always. It felt like a story that had a beginning and an end, and the middle was always changing and like. There were yeah. seasons where, you know, Jon Snow in season three just had like a romance subplot with Ygritte, And that was like really all he did. And then in season five, he's a leader. And in season one, he's a novice. Whereas Uhtred is kind of yeah. always a badass who's just finding new ways to be a badass every time. So I, 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 I do think it's more complicated than just one's more consistent and then one has higher highs, even though I do think that's true, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. You know, I I am sure that at some point over the course of while I watched The Last Kingdom, that bothered me. <laughs> Looking back on the show, it's not something that I remember standing out, like like that I remember being like a like a thorn in my side as a viewer or whatever. But I do think it's interesting because, it, like you said, like The Last Kingdom has a little bit more of a formula, and The Last Kingdom books have yes. a little bit more of a formula. of Like you said, Uhtred has to go on some adventure to save England, and he won't get any credit. Like that that's the entire (laughs) formula of basically the whole last kingdom book series. And they did two books a season, which meant that you're getting that twice per season. That arc of Uhtred saves everyone
1: and then Uhtred gets crapped on at the end. it's not that I, like, was bothered by it. It was more that just, like, I think it's one of the reasons why I never felt as passionate about Last Kingdom as I did about Game of Thrones. Like, that took me in completely. Yeah. In The Last Kingdom, I liked it. I respected it, but I just never... I wasn't as in invested in it as I was in Game of Thrones. I think that's one of the reasons why.
0: Yeah. I think it's hard to, like, looking back now, like, The Last Kingdom ended last month. I think did it really? was last month. Yeah. yeah. The Last Kingdom ended I think it was, yeah. within the past... 30 to 40 days game of Thrones ended three years ago. So it's, it, I don't ever want to like fall back on the cop-out of like, ah, like human memory. We take things for granted when they're past, But at the same time, it's hard to remember looking back at game of Thrones, like how thrilling it was to see something like hard home or battle of the bastards or the red wedding for the first time. And like, uh, it it did feel like overall the plot was like you just did not know where the plot was going to go. Whereas with the Last Kingdom, there were still those moments, um, like there were, there were some moments as in the last season that I gasped and was really surprised. But yeah, it was never a question of like do, like where will U- will Uhtred make it through this? Like you never <laughs> yes. wonder.
1: Um, we like. <laughs> we really thought yeah. John might not make it, and he kind of didn't. And Daenerys did die. Like, yet you do just never really yeah. in danger Ned Stark. Died. There was more tension. Let's read some comments because we're, we're getting some good comments. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, let's see. As uh, uh, Julie. Well, uh, first of all, I like Julie's comment of "never too much." U- Uhtred, Uhtred, it could save me any day. Which, like, yeah, like yeah, me too. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all fully into that. <laughs> um. Let's see. Nicole agrees with me. Last King was a great show, but very repetitive plot like we should just save the day with five of his trusted men it's always those five guys i was upset in the last season when uh baby monk died um but
0: oh yeah I'm that was that was rough. like
1: as upset as i was when you know, jorah Mormont died you know it, it, it's it's yeah. it, it was because i because i could see it like we need to sacrifice you know someone and he didn't really have much of an arc. Jory had a whole thing. Um, let's yeah. see what else. His got. death
0: wasn't sad because of him so much, and his arc as much as just how the actor played it and how they wrote. It was his really, death really good. Scene, yeah. I think
1: he Sarah him. has a question I think uh, might be a bit too complicated to answer here. Uh, good mm-hmm. lord, about uh, what the point of John being to to the throne was. I honestly, let's devote three hours to that some other time. As Jackie says, at least, as says, at least the last, as Jackie says, at least the last kingdom has an ending of values. Good. They ruined the Game of Thrones for the last season. And the last episode so bad, I can't even watch Game of Thrones again. Which is, I think, one of the big points in favor the Last Kingdom, right? The Last Kingdom did have, and it did, yes. a good ending. There was this simple, yes. Uhtred wanted to retake retake my lens, and he finally did <laughs> at the end. And that was pretty affecting. I love talking to Uhtred's voice. If, any of if you ever watching at home, watch Last Kingdom, yeah. do you ever walk around the house just talking like Uhtred? Saying like, I must reclaim my lens. Absolutely. He has, a, he has this very... German meets English staccato way. I love it. Um, but yeah. yeah, the ending was great. It was satisfying. And yeah, the ending of Game of Thrones to me was um, a little more slapdash. And that is unfortunate to me. That doesn't make me like Last Kingdom more. I, I, I just got so much more value out of Game of Thrones in terms of what it meant to me, like what it made me feel like. I perked up watching yeah. Last Kingdom during some really big moments. Like I perked up. When Brita died, I perked up during that last montage. I perked up during yeah, yeah. guys whose name I can't even remember Ugh. died. Baby Monk. Ethel something? His name? Was it an Ethel? It wasn't. It was uh, Monk Man, Baby Monk with uh, Osforth. His name is Osforth.
0: There you go. The names are part of uh, this is part of the thing with The Last Kingdom too. It, it, it makes it a little. I, I know they're historically accurate. I wouldn't want them to change them. But there's a big difference when drawing historically accurate names that were made be, to be names of people versus names that some writer thought up because they sounded cool, which is Game of Thrones. So like the names, the characters, like
1: Aethelstan, I was never as an Ethel witch. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think aside from um, Heston. That's the one. Oh, Heston. He was. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, Heston, Heston had some great scenes. I, he's a, one of the few characters I feel like over the course of the show, I, yeah.
1: he had such a huge arc that I cared I what happened to him by the I agree. end. And I yeah. did not like him at first. Could have used more dynamism like that, I think. And by the way, I uh, agree. Nicole said that her husband walked around the house for weeks talking like Utrud. Yeah, he and me are kindred spirits. Good to talk, yeah. like talk like this, to go over there. I cannot help you. We must defend my lands. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, Destiny is. All- I'm sorry. <laughs> Destiny is, is all you were. You you were saying, Daniel. I want that Funko uh, Pop. So I can do that like this.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so Valerie on YouTube has a really great point about this, which is, but if it, it the Last Kingdom, if the Last Kingdom had eight seasons, would it be as good? And I think that is a fair question to ask because right now, like it's easy for us to look at this and be like game of thrones ruined it's legacy or or tarnished it, it tarnished it's legacy. Ooh, tarnished i still think game of thrones is great but i totally get people who are like i can't watch sure. it it makes me too mad i I, I get I, that i get the perspective um, yeah think about where game of thrones was at season five though it did not have that reputation it was the biggest show in the world at that point still um and it still was at season six by the end of season six, when Cersei blew up the sept of Baelor, <sighs> we were not yes. yet in this train of game of Thrones is going to one day be bad. It was still incredible.
1: So there, it's actually th- were. It's a- there were some poker who were on that train, but they, 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 there it, it wasn't a chorus yet.
0: It was. Yes. The, and there were some, it, like, I'm not saying there weren't issues like Dorne existed then. There's some mm-hmm. like battlefield logistics that don't make
1: sense in the battle. Of the stab in the <laughs> gut and she's fine. Like it, it was a thing.
0: It, yeah. It was, it was like that thing from our flag means death. She turned at the right part. So it, it missed all the <laughs> important bits. <laughs> um, it could have. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, with the last kingdom, like we're talking about the plot getting repetitive or what have you. It's five seasons in. So it, it's hard to think about like, how that would change if it if it ran three more? Would it have gotten bad? We'll never know.
1: I imagine it would have it probably would have got. I'm sure it would have. I think it would have just gone on the same solid, I good, agree. but probably not utterly spectacular version of itself, which would have been fine because because it's good. Yeah, but. There is something to be said for a show that has the Cersei of the set moment. There just is like, like I, nothing has rocked my socks off like that. I mean, yeah. Daenerys a- attacking the Lannisters, uh, even like the long night battle. There are stuff that just. I'm just so much more attached yes. to those people. A- and I do think it's because the show took risks. So for me, Game of Thrones wins this, but I certainly respect the last kingdom a lot. Also, I I, yeah. I-, I do want to respond to Sarah. Cause I, the, the, the names- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to share an anecdote with all y'all. So I once got <laughs> to, to, to interview. Um, I think I this before we'll say it again. Um, some of the last kingdom cast, uh, like on a zoom COVID thing. And I, ex- I-, I asked them like, so the the names on this show: Ethelstan, Ethelwald, Ethelwich, Ethel, Ethel, Ethel. Um, do, do do I get confused with them? Do you ever get confused with them? And they said, "Yes, yes, we do. Of course, we get confused by these names. Like, and we play the characters. Like, I respect that it's history. I don't care. It's TV. It's entertainment. Yeah. Ch- call someone Bob. Like, just like change <laughs> someone's name to something more pronounceable and less repetitive. Like, great, it's history, but like, also, no, it's not." It's like Utrit's not real. Like it's it's historical fiction at best. Yeah, you're not. You don't have to be slavishly devoted to every truth from the ninth century. I maintain. I bet the show would have been bigger if they had changed some of those stupid, stupid names. I'll say that. But great show.
0: <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I like I like that the names are factual, but I do think it's hard to debate that it makes it like even Alexander Draymond who plays Uhtred said he has a hard time remembering all the names. It's so even though they're factual.
1: Yeah.
0: But he said this recently. So it is like, yeah. um, Even if the names are factual, there's still, like you said, like, I wonder if there, if there would have been something like maybe it could have done a little better. It's hard to pinpoint any one specific thing, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason that in stories with all made up names, they're not too similar like game of thrones yes. changed asha and osha to have different which i hated for the record i would rather oh, have the really? two similar names than yara I like yara um, i think yara's a nice thing. that's that's fair i'm biased because asha Greyjoy is one of my favorite characters in the book so i was oh, sad fun. um hmm. but yeah the names are it, it's a big toss-up i think at the end of the day <laughs> the last kingdom was a great show um it it was a great show i think it's it to some extent it almost does feel like comparing apples and oranges just a little bit because they were just they were the the main thing they have in common is their political medieval war
1: fantasies it's more like apples apples. like they're different but (laughs) there's enough similar that you can reasonably (laughs) compare them you know yeah that's
0: a good analogy that is that is absolutely fair apples and crab apples
1: so yeah i don't know which we like better is it I apples, think or it's it's like, crab apples it's apples game of thrones is better i like game of thrones much better but i do like last kingdom a lot and i'm glad it had its day in the sun yeah. and it's gonna be a movie coming down the pike how about yeah. you i know that you guys have already said it um but uh name your game of thrones or last kingdom choice in the comments below it's like a little poll yeah only yeah yeah, yeah. and this uh, is a, a what scientific is? study scientific study and uh, what else we we'll talk about today, Daniel? Well,
0: I think uh, you know we should probably discuss what we've been watching, and I think right we is is that where we're at. There's one right answer here for everyone, <laughs> just, which well, is which is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. That's what that's what we're all watching. I watched really, it. But you that's can all watch you. Watch
1: it. Yeah, I I watched Don't it for a minute. I had a, a real hard time looking guilt. away by uh, <laughs> saying that everybody's watching it where really it's just you're a celebrity obsessed person.
0: <laughs> I am, I, what would ever make you think that in this line of work? Um, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, it was filled. I watched it for like five minutes and then I turned it off because we have stuff to do. Not fair enough. Um, but no,
1: okay. So actual things we're watching. What have you been watching, Dan? What's what's but, new uh, in your
0: television world?
1: I'd love to tell you. And uh, by the way, let us uh, know what you guys are watching out there and we'll get to your Angela later. Um, I am watching. So I'm looking forward to Barry. Uh, that's HBO show about nice. Bill Hader. I think it's Bill Hader. Here's the other hater, It's Bill Hader. Um, as, yeah. uh, a funny assassin, really, really, really good show. The third season starts this Sunday. Have you watched it at all? I haven't. I, every time I see
0: a I commercial like for that show, like I'm
1: like, man, got to give Barry a chance. I love Bill Hader. I think you would like Better Call Saul. I think you would like uh, Barry. I'm also, before that, yeah. I'm watching, this is not fantasy in the least or even genre, I'm watching the show Julia, which is about Julia Child on HBO. You know, the French chef, okay. the one who cooked in the 70s. It's like, oh, yes, put the butter in the thing and just turn it around. <laughs> Another great voice. I like voices. Okay. A lot. Like, I've <laughs> traded in Utrecht for Julia Child walking around like saying, well, we have to go and uh, put, Put all the lard and fry it up just in the pan like so. This is very- what
0: happens when you don't get recorded by history. Those are the voiceovers that overtake your legacy.
1: Oh, she's she's recorded. She has like ep- hundreds of episodes of her show. She's fully on. But that's yeah, not, that's why most of so Utrecht's not. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. So it's true. Is it good? It's really good. Um, it, it, it's it, it's this. Uh, you know, it, it's it's. It, it's a lower stakes drama. No one's going to get into Dragon or save the world, but it's about her um, yeah. starting up her famous cooking show uh, and just the trials and tribulations that come with that and getting her feet off the ground, trying to break into public television in the 50s with people who are resistant to the idea of that kind of thing. We'd rather do more high-minded stuff. It's well-acted. Yeah. Uh, it's um, BB Neuwirth is, is her friend. David hyde Pierce is her uh, husband. So it's Niles oh, cool. and Lilith from Frasier are both in it. I think Kelsey Grammer oh, should have played Julia Child to like complete the trifecta, <laughs> but it, it, it's it, it, it's very, very good. It's relaxing. It's solid, good character drama. I'm into it. Cool. Uh, I think somebody agreed with me. Yeah, Terry is also watching it. Yeah, Terry, it's a good show, right? And Joanne's watching The Expanse. Can't go wrong with that. I, that's oh, one that nice. I still have to watch. I, I'll watch it if you watch Better Call Saul.
0: Uh, that's fine with me. I need to watch Better Call Saul. I loved Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I know the last season of Better Call Saul is coming out, and they're tying more threads together between that and the original mm-hmm. show. So I have heard nothing but good things about Better Call yeah, Saul. It's
1: it's it's excellent. Um, it's just an excellent, excellent show. I guess. Yeah, and I call watching Outer Are Range, you, which is definitely also a hot new program.
0: Yeah, that's a that's the Josh Brolin show, right? I've heard a lot of good things about that one too. Um, yeah so I'll meet your uh, your not sci-fi fantasy with another not sci-fi fantasy because I watched the rest of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's new season oh kick-ass yeah that's pretty good last week yeah that was a, such a fun show um I feel like that's one I always forget how good it is mm-hmm. when it's between seasons and then it comes back and I binge it in like a week and I'm like man that show was so good um I felt like it. The season ended a little abruptly, but it was still great. Great
1: all the way yeah. through. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, it, it did seem like wait, there aren't more. I agree with you on that point. Yeah, but it was very, very good. So it's always well, well written. They got that like really rapid fire like um, it's think, theater I, I beats.
0: I, it's theater beats
1: that, that I think I show. read that um, Amy Sherman Palladillo who wrote whatever Amy Sherman Palladillo who wrote that show in Gilmore Girls like the script she writes. Are like three times as big as a normal TV script, but they it, it takes awesome. as long. Like the the episodes are still as long as of TV. Just there's so much more to say in them. They have so much more dialogue in those shows. So That's she likes cool. talking. Yeah, the pithy dialogue. Nicole, we are watching Moon Knight. Um, yes, yes. Uh, actually, yeah. g- good point because we kind of disagree about this one. Uh, as Nicole says, the yes. show feels so all over the place. Hoping it gets better, which is kind of um, in your wheelhouse, Daniel what do you think of this latest episode? The
0: tomb. So I have, I really enjoyed the first three episodes of Moon Knight. I was all about it. I was fully on board. I'll be honest. I really kind of hated the one that dropped today. Um, It just felt like Moon Knight's Achilles heel is that they're kind of fast and loose and sloppy with the writing. And sometimes like they do really well with like, anything dealing with Oscar Isaac's personalities or like his acting, the acting is all fantastic. Mm -hmm. The music's great. The sets are great. I think there are lots of little inconsistencies with the writing where like Arthur Harrow conveniently pops up literally everywhere. Anytime anyone needs to have any kind of issue, he's just there. Like, um, you know, there's a mommy Spoiler alert. There's a mummy that pops up in this episode. No one bats an eye. Not as scary eye.
1: as I was hoping it would be the mummy.
0: Yeah. I read well, it on your scary. review
1: and then I was like, "All oh, right, some It's a mummy. Like, um, that's it.
0: Yeah. I feel like they glossed over a lot of stuff, kind of moving things from A to B. Like they found the lost again. Sorry, spoilers <laughs> here. They found the lost tomb of Alexander the Great and hardly paused to be like, this is a lost tomb from history that scholars have been wondering over the location of for years. He and we're impressed. just going to gloss over this. He was impressed for like five seconds tops. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you like this one. This is funny because last like, week I feel I like you like we were on the opposite. I thought end. it was
1: about as good as the, I, I, well, one thing I will say, like from the start, the thing I thought was easily the best part of this was Oscar Isaac's performance. And I mean, oh, totally. I still think that's true. And that was still charming to me. Like I laughed when he said hello to the camels for no reason. I laughed at his scream as he went yeah. down uh, the pit. I just, I, I laughed as he could get over under the grate. I just think he's charming. And honestly, that was always, yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my, I don't have high expectations for Marvel things. I just, it's been a yeah, long time since fair. that. Um, and that's what I like for the first three. That's kind of what I kept liking here. That's right. Like some of your points are like the mummies. I don't know. Like, this technically isn't a world where Avengers Infinity War happened. Ah, if mummy is really that big a deal, eh, whatever. Mummy. I mean, have to work I mean this out the
0: way. that's fair. It just felt like they it was a little confusing to me because I felt like they pulled this thing that like you would expect in any thing that was pulling Egyptian mythology. They're going into mm-hmm. a tomb. There'll be a it's like the most. I, it's tough. I don't want to say the most stereotypical Egyptian thing they could have done after the last episode felt like they were trying really hard to do authentic representation for like, Cairo. Mm. Um, I I think, yes, it's the world of Avengers Infinity War. That's fair. But like to the degree that no one's even going to like bat an eye, and it wasn't even just the fact that no one commented or was like, there's an actual mummy here. Mummy. They also were just like, like the mummy was off screen and then it was like, it didn't exist. So it was kind of like their concern robbed the scene of tension. Like they were talking about their relationship going into this tomb filled with bad guys. That um, was uh, it,
1: a little shoehorned in there. This things. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess like it didn't really feel more contrived to me than usual. What happens in Marvel to me, but fair. I don't expect much.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. That makes all the difference. Is is the expectations, and unfortunately, I had higher expectations going into this episode of Moon Knight, and I was let down. We'll see if I can turn it around.
1: Slow, kids. That way, you'll never be disappointed. That's the lesson. That's the lesson here. But then, whilst I mean, the the, like, like the final third, where they were in a mental asylum, was unexpected. I I perked up for that. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah again
0: again i so i liked i liked that as a twist i like that they were pulling it back to his mental state because i think that is where the show has been the strongest is like you said oscar isaac's performance he's selling Mm -hmm. lines that on paper would be lame and and he's making them great i think even the mental asylum and this is a nitpicky film thing but like so if this was supposed to be oscar isaac's point of view he's in this mental asylum I think they were, again, just kind of a little sloppy with it. Like they, the mystery was cool at first. Then you realize it's probably all a projection of, of his mind or he's in the Duat, which is the Egyptian underworld. There's something going on like Obviously, that. yeah. He, he runs out of the room to get away from Arthur Harrow. Sure. And then the camera lingers in the room with Arthur Harrow and his bros. So it's like, there are things like that where it feels like they're trying to do very intentional things. But if this is supposed to be his mental projected point of view, why are you showing the, like a totally meaningless interaction? Arthur Harrow being like, oh, you okay? He punched you. Are you fine? Why do we need to see that? It takes the viewer out of the immersion in Oscar Isaac's point of view. So there were things, again, things like that. Really bugged me this episode.
1: I guess I didn't like. I mean, I, I watched it. and I wasn't like this. Is, this is from Arthur, this is from his point of view. But um, also, I have two words that can um, invalidate all of your arguments. Ooh, dream logic. This film <laughs> operated almost on a dream logic. Like things don't quite make okay. sense. I'm woozy. It's it's more of a dream logic. And once you accept yeah. that, you understand it. Dream logic. Like, what is this? is this from Was something? Just, no, just um, it's just a good way. Like. Why was there a whole scene missing? Why do the characters make sense? This, this film is stupid, and I, I don't get it. No, no, it's just that you don't understand that it's operating on dream logic. It's not dumb; it's artsy. Okay, it's dream logic. Yeah, okay, it, it's dream logic. Dream but
0: logic. that was my that was my problem <laughs> But it. <laughs> it, it, they, it felt like there were times they tried to be artsy for the sake of being artsy. So fair. Well, i can have I'm just dream sorry. Logic.
1: <laughs> I'm just sorry that you're not <laughs> sophisticated enough to appreciate. The dream logic.
0: But you'll get there. It's fine. That's that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing but time. Convince me, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the next one and, and, and see what happens. Um, yeah. Shall we move ha, on? Nicole's to our... with
0: me. You can't get behind it. But <laughs> Julie logic. is all about it.
1: Yeah. All about dream. David Lynch. Yeah. He would love it. You know. You know what David Lynch does? His movies operate on dream
0: logic. Dream logic. And they do.
1: Only I, oh. his are great. Uh, they were showing like um, a David Lynch marathon, the music box. And I, think I mostly missed, but um, I'll catch it next time. Um, okay. Nice. Shall we go on to our final uh,
0: segment? Yeah. Let us, let us lightning, lightning in round. honor of Thor, the God of thunder. And Zeus, we are going to do uh, a lightning
1: round. Eight stories, 20 seconds on the clock. No rules. except for that one, about 20 seconds on the clock, um, eight stories, uh, you one know, rule. What's the rule? 20 seconds or you die.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I think you want to ask me first. I didn't really look over the order of these. We're going to mix it up today.
1: Okay, Uh, Daniel, um, Fantastic Beasts 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore's out in theaters. And it had the weakest opening weekend gross of any movie in Harry Potter history back in 2001. We're just
0: going to put an ellipsis after that and say, and no one was surprised. Um, sure. Yeah. Of course, of course, it had the weakest. Op- oh, they're still making these movies. Um, yeah, I, that's who cares about fa- I'm sorry. Like whether you hate J.K. <laughs> yeah, Rowling or not, on. like who cares about Fantastic Beasts? Um, We're done. OK, nice. All right. Uh, Dan, speaking of things <laughs> that should surprise no one,
1: Whoa. Ezra Miller was arrested in Hawaii Again. Ezra Miller, the star star, uh, he's the flash. He's in Fantastic Beasts as a as a person. Um, I, I don't know what his I mean, I, I hope it gets better for it hurts somebody, but um, my thinking is if they want to quietly kill Fantastic Beasts, they can say, like, well, Ezra Miller is in it, and we really can't afford to go forward with his acting like this, so we can't make a five-piece movies. Oh no. I bet someone's thinking that. Is Ezra Miller are out <laughs> this series? It might be. Okay, but no, no more of that. Clock is up. Okay. Okay. Uh, Daniel, this is a fun one. Uh, Paramount Plus, in cooperation with Minute Media, of which Winter is Coming is a part. We did this somehow. Uh, Paramount Plus projects a giant halo hologram or halogram over major cities.
0: Yeah. Look at that. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. The Master Chiefs in style there over the Sydney Harbor Um, I think it was Sydney, Sao Paulo, Mexico city and Toronto. It's the largest hologram that has ever existed. It's six stories high, this thing. So yeah, once again, paramount plus pulling out all the stops to promote halo.
1: We are doing so good this
0: time. This is what happens. It's because we have the blessing of the God of thunder. Mm -hmm. All right, Dan, I know that this is the franchise nearest and dearest to your heart. Uh, Jason Momoa is going to star in a Minecraft movie. How do you feel?
1: Okay, so Jason Momoa, big movie star, Aquaman, Game of Thrones, Khal Drogo. Uh, Minecraft is a video game I never played that was like blew up just when I was too old for it. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, this okay. just feels like they're getting better at video game movies, but this still feels like let's put a star in a thing people like and just will write some jokes and people will pay some money to make it like bandits. I don't think.
0: Yeah. Is he gonna be a Minecraft character? Is he gonna be himself? We'll, we won't know. As Julie
1: points out, that Richard just still winning three to zero. We to stop talking after what? it's over. We're losing.
0: What? Oh. Okay. Okay. That, that's that fair. counts
1: as talk. That pithy question counts as this, talk, I guess. This? Ah, I suppose. Man. The rules are rough we're, in the
0: right in the lightning round.
1: We are making up as we go. Thank you, Julie, for keeping us honest. Okay. Um, yeah. next is me. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Um, Daniel, the Witcher announces actors for season three, new actors, including Stephen Amell's cousin what was a name. I don't know.
0: That's man. I could swear this dude was Arrow. It's not Arrow. <laughs> uh, it's in fact, his arrows cousin is starring in the Witcher next season. Um, it also has the sister from Shang-Chi. I think it's, it's great. We'll see the Witchers. I loathe the Witcher. So we'll see if this Ooh. season can change my opinion. <laughs> boom okay um dc wants to find its own kevin feige to compete with marvel
1: okay um i mean obviously right (laughs) um dc has been floundering for a little while i mean not floundering they they just haven't been succeeding as much and they want to reshape their movies so they're more like the mcu i think it's a better i think they should keep going another direction but i get the compulsion to you know want to make a ton of money i don't think it'll work though i think this to be another failure at the end of the day yeah we skipped a couple i believe no we didn't nope we didn't oh i skipped one I'm that was it. the one all right uh <clears throat> works out better this uh, daniel way. yeah uh amazon releases new images from the lord of the rings the rings of power including this one Ooh. yeah
0: so they released a couple new images on instagram this is bronwyn I believe she's a human, but as Dan pointed out when he wrote this up on winterscoming.net, you can't see the, the part ears. of her ear that would be pointy. Um, the show <laughs> looks gorgeous. The question is yeah, just, what is it going to be? Is it going to be any good? And we still don't know from this picture, but it's nice to look at. Okay, Let's pick. Dan, the final lightning of the lightning round. The last, the last bolts. AMC released a new teaser of Sam Reed as Lestat in Interview with the Vampire. Yeah,
1: here's a very, very dim picture of Lestat the Vampire shot from behind. So we can't see his face. Um, it's cool that they're gearing up for stuff. I, I'm excited for this show. I like Interview with the Vampire. I like Henry. I'll, I'll watch this. It's weird that, that apparently they're in like the early 20th century. Like, there's electricity. So they're updating that. weird. Which is odd because the person says, like, we get to up their modern audiences, but like it's still a period because, Like you're still whether it's we really tried this I totally, time. I find stopping. I totally
0: agree with that.
1: <laughs> I find stopping um, when the buzzer runs out very unsatisfying. I, I, I really want to. It's it's a cutting me off, cut me off. Uh, oh, I love that question. Yeah. Wow, taser swinging round. Yes, let's do that. Bruno. Like um, or like a whip. Yeah, i be in favor of that. Who wants to I, violate? a taser.
0: Then we're at least staying in the theme of the lightning round. Like, That's finish true. the lightning round That's on true. time where you
1: get zapped. Let hear it. I'm gonna... Okay, cool. There we go. Wait, thank you, Richard. There's a delay. That's them. why. I play the buzzer. And when they hear it, I'm going to give them credit for this week. Thank you. Yay, we won. Yeah. Um, And you know what? We all won because we enjoyed a special hour together talking about just, you know, nonsense. And um, we do yeah. this every very week. Important, every
0: very important week. things.
1: We do this every week at... uh. 4 p.m. Central Standard Time um, on the Winner is Coming Facebook page and the Winner is Coming YouTube page. Join us next Wednesday and every Wednesday after that. We are also available in podcast form wherever you download your podcast, Google Play, iTunes, or Apple, wherever you get them. We're there. Um, And we'll see you next week. Before that, we'll see you in your dreams. Logic. This podcast is brought to you by Fansider. Join our community of over 300 sites for sports, pop culture, and everything in between.